Hello, good evening. Thank you for joining me today again as we read through chapter 15 and 16 of How You Can Be Led by the Spirit of God by Kenneth E. Hagin. It has been an amazing time so far. We've read from chapter 1 to chapter 14. And if you haven't listened to any of the podcasts, I'll advise that you take some time to go through chapter 1 to... It's not a very long read, so you can just listen to them in three days or something and join us in chapter 15 and 16, all right? So today I'll be reading chapter 15 and 16 for you. But before I do that, I just want to ask how you are doing. How has your week been? How are you dealing with life, the seemingly challenges? And how is your relationship with Jesus going? And most especially, how is your relationship with the Holy Spirit? Because that's the essence of this book, to make you build a working relationship with the Holy Spirit. All right. So how is your relationship with the Holy Spirit going? All right. If this is your first time here, permit me to introduce myself. My name is Amechi Victor Okeke, and I am the anchor voice of Eden. All right. So you're listening to Voice of Eden podcast. Yes. And on today's episode, we're reading chapter 15 and 16, like I said, of our book review. All right. So without wasting any further of your time, um, let's jump into reading chapter 15. Hi there, my name is Amechi and I'm the anchor of Voice of Eden. Aside this, I'm a pro graphics designer, a singer, and I just love God, which is most important. I'm on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God, and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the word of God. Aside this, I am passionate about some other things, but I won't share it, alright? So join me as we journey into God's rest. Chapter 15. Depend on your spirit. For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Therefore, I say unto you, What things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye have received them, and ye shall have them. Mark 11, 23-24 Your spirit knows things that your head does not know, because the Holy Spirit is in your spirit. When medical science gave me up to die as a teenager and said they could do nothing further for me, I knew somehow that if there was help for me anywhere, it would be in the Bible. I started with the New Testament because I knew I didn't have much time. Eventually, I came to Mark 11, 23 and 24. When I came to Mark 11, 24, something from outside me somewhere said to my mind, that doesn't mean what things soever you desire physically or mentally or financially. That just means whatsoever things ye desire spiritually, healing has been done away with. I tried to get my pastor to come and tell me what Mark 11:24 did mean. He did not come. One preacher finally did come. He parted my hand, put on a professional voice and said, Just be patient, my boy. In a few more days, it will all be over. I accepted the verdict and lay there expecting to die. It was two months before I got back into the Bible and back to Mark 11:23 and 24. I said, Lord, I tried to get someone to help me and I couldn't. So I am going to tell you what I am going to do. I am just going to take you at your word. When you were here on earth, you did say it. You said it. I am going to believe it. If you didn't lie about it, I am coming off this bed. 
because I can believe what you said I can believe. When I hit on this idea, it took me a long time because I had limited use of my hands. They propped the Bible in front of me and I just sort of scuttered the pages. I decided to run my reference on faith and healing. I came to James chapter 5, 14 and 15. James chapter 5, 14 and 15. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. I thought all the rest of the healing scriptures and prayer promises hinge on that. I thought you had to call for the elders of the church. You don't have to. You just can if you need to. So I began to cry. Lord, if I have to call for the elders of the church to anoint me with oil to be healed, then I can't be healed. I don't know any elder of the church that believe in that. I had been saved about six months and I had never heard an inward voice. I'm not talking about the voice of the Spirit of God. That is authoritative. I'm talking about the still small voice of my spirit. My spirit said to me, did you notice that this verse said that the prayer of faith shall save the sick? I had to look again. I had heard my mind on the elders and had missed that. Yes, I said aloud. This is what it says. It came as a real shock to me. Then on the inside of me, these words were spoken. You can pray that prayer as well as anyone can. Hallelujah. But my spiritual education was slow, just like yours. I stayed in bed nine more months before I finally saw that I had to believe I received my healing before it would be manifested. It was while I was praying and saying, I believe that I received my healing, that I saw what I must do. I said, I believe that I receive healing from the top of my head to the sole of my feet. Then I began to praise God because I believe that I received my healing. Again on the inside of me, I heard these words. This was not that authoritative voice, but just a still small voice, so faint I would not have heard it if my mind and body had been very active. Now you believe that you are well. I said, I sure do. That inward voice said, get up then. Well, people ought to be up at 10.30 in the morning. I had been paralyzed. It was a struggle. I pushed myself. Finally, I got up to where I was dropped over the bedpost. My knee sagged down not far from the floor. I had no feeling from my waist down. But dropped over the bedpost, I said to myself, I want to announce in the presence of Almighty God, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the holy angels present in this room. I want to call the devil to record and all evil spirits that may be present in this room, that according to Mark 11:24, I believe that I receive my healing. When I said that, physically, I felt something. I felt like someone above me was pouring a pitcher of honey on me. I felt it strike me on the top of my head. It seemed to pile up like honey wood and then it began to ooze down over me. It had a warm glow on it. It spread down over my head, down my neck and shoulders, down my arms and, and out the end of my fingers and down my body and out the end of my toes. All of a sudden, I was standing straight. I had been straight ever since. But I wanted you to see this. I listened to my spirit. Faith is of the spirit. Your faith will not work to its fullest until you learn some of these things. Learn to depend on him, the one who is in you. Learn to develop your spirit. Have faith in the fact that your faith in God works. Chapter 16 Tender-heartedness For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart, and knoweth all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have confidence towards God. 1 John 3, 20-21 Does the Holy Spirit condemn you if you do wrong as a Christian? No. 
it is your spirit that condemns you. You need to learn that. It is a hard lesson to learn. However, because we have been taught incorrectly, the Holy Spirit will not condemn you. Why? Because God won't. Study what the Holy Spirit through Paul wrote in the epistle to the Romans. He asked, who is it that condemns? Does God condemn? No, it is God that justifies. Jesus said that the only sin the Holy Spirit will convict the world of is the sin of rejecting Jesus. John 16, 7-9 It is your own conscience, the voice of your own spirit, that knows when you have done wrong. I found that even when I do wrong, though my spirit condemns me, the Holy Spirit is there to comfort me, to help me, to show me the way back. You will never read in the Bible where the Holy Spirit is a condemner. Jesus called him the comforter. The sevenfold meaning of that word from the Greek is brought out in the Amplified Bible. John chapter 14 verse 16, the Amplified. I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, counselor, helper, intercessor, advocate, strengthener, and standby, that he may remain with you forever. The Holy Spirit is all of those. He will stand by you when no one else will. He will help you. He is a helper. It is your own spirit that knows the moment you have done wrong. I am glad I learned that early. It has paid off richly for me in life. I was barely saved and healed and back in high school when the following incident occurred. I really don't know why it slipped out. No one in our family used profanity, but we had a neighbor, bless his heart, who could, as we say in Texas, curse up a storm. You could hear him all over our end of town. I supposed I picked it up from him. Anyways, I simply said to one of the boys, hell no, something or other in brackets. The minute I said that, I knew on the inside it was wrong. What was it that condemned me? The Holy Spirit? No, it was my spirit. My spirit, this new creature, this new man doesn't talk that way. The life and nature of God doesn't talk that way. Now the flesh, the outward man, may want to go on doing some things that he did before and talking in ways he talked before. But you have to crucify the flesh. A good way to crucify the flesh, the outward man, is to bring your mistakes right out in the open. I did that right then. I didn't wait until I was moved. In my heart, I said, Dear Lord, forgive me for saying that. The young man I said it to had walked away. I located him and asked him to forgive me. He hadn't noticed what I would say. He was used to people talking that way, but I had to get it right. It was the voice of my spirit. It was my conscience. My conscience was tender and I didn't want to violate it. Unless you keep a tender conscience, spiritual things will be indistinct to you. That's because your conscience is the voice of your spirit and it is your conscience, the voice of your spirit, that will relate to your mind what the spirit of God is saying to you down in your heart. The Bible speaks about Christians when having their conscience said. 1 Timothy 4 verse 2 Speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience said with a hot iron. The first church I pastored was a community church out in the country. I usually went out Saturday night spent Saturday and Sunday night and came back into town on Monday. I stayed quite often in the home of a dear Methodist man. This fine spiritual man, a great man really, was 89 years old. He and I didn't get up as early as the others did on his farm. They would be out doing chores or out working in the field when the older gentleman and I had breakfast together about 8 o'clock. I didn't drink coffee, but this old gentleman did. Now you could scarcely believe it until you saw it but he had one of those old-fashioned coffee pots. This was the mid-30s, sitting on an old-fashioned wood stove with coffee boiling on it. I have seen him take that boiling coffee, 
pour it into a big thick mug. When it was still so hot, it smeared in that mug, turned it up into his mouth and drank the whole cup. The first time I saw him do that, I hollered. I felt like my mouth and my throat were burning. How could he do that? I couldn't. The tissues of my lips, the inside of my mouth, my throat and oesophagus are so tender. Just one just one teaspoonful would have burned all the way down. But he drank the whole mug without taking it away from his mouth. He couldn't do that to begin with though. Through years of drinking coffee that hot, his lips and mouth and truth and oesophagus became stern. Eventually, he could drink it that hot and it didn't bother him. Spiritually, the same thing can happen. Learn to keep a tender conscience. Learn the minute you miss it and your conscience condemns you to correct it right then. Don't wait until you go to church. Immediately say, Lord, forgive me. I missed it. If you have to, if someone else saw or heard you, tell the person right away, I did wrong. Please forgive me. I shouldn't have said that. You will have to keep your spirits tender if you are going to be led by the Spirit. Wow. All right, guys. That was really a very short, long read. <laughs> if you understand what I'm talking about. It was a very short, long read. All right. So thank you for staying to the end of this read. Let me just quickly point out some points in um, chapter 15 and then we'll, we'll, we will get to chapter um, 16. So chapter 16, 15 talked about depending on your spirit, all right? It was saying that we should depend on our spirit. And I think one of the major lessons I took out of that particular chapter was something the Holy Spirit had told me earlier where he said, I made you trust yourself that you too can be led by the spirit of God. And then um, Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland, Kenneth Higgins, sorry, I said Kenneth Copeland. Kenneth Higgins said something here. And he said that learn to develop your own spirit. Have faith in the fact that your faith in God works. Have faith in the fact that your faith in God works. You should learn to listen to your spirit. Learn to trust yourself. Trust your spirit. Trust the inward, still small voice. All right. So you, you, you need to have faith in the fact that your faith can actually work some of us doubt that our faith can actually work we say ah, even if i have faith even if i try to develop faith i'm not sure my own faith will work maybe because there are certain things i've done in the past or something but my faith ah, no faith works anywhere anywhere faith in god always works faith in god always works it doesn't matter who has the faith if you have faith in god and declare the word of god that faith will always work so something else he pointed out in chapter 15 was that he kept saying the word of god and he said let me say this to the entire angels to the host to the devil in this room i have received i believe i am healed and i have received my healing that was when he felt the the ooze just go down his body and he received his healing so you need to learn to declare the word of god over your life over your situation over your family over your children over your job over your work over your business over your relationships all right learn to declare the word of god and believe that your faith in god would work all right so in chapter 16 he spoke about tender heartedness hmm. and i believe that that um this particular chapter is quite timely where he said the holy spirit doesn't condemn you sometimes when we fall we just think god is angry with us and god has already condemned us no what god does is that he justifies us he says you are justified he doesn't condemn you he 
can't condemn you. He can never condemn you. It is your spirit that tells you this, this thing you have done is wrong. And you need to correct it. And he said, whenever you find that out, don't run away from God. Always immediately say you are sorry. Don't leave it till tomorrow. Most times when you do that and you you continually do commit a sin and leave it till tomorrow, your conscience gets served. And the next time you fall into that sin, your conscience will not even condemn you. Like it would, it would tell you what you did is right. The person deserves it. The person deserves to hear this. Like you did the right thing. And you all know, we both know that it was wrong. So whenever you err, whenever you fall, immediately go to God and say, I am sorry, please forgive me. All right, please forgive me. And God will do that. So God doesn't condemn, God only justifies. All right, guys. So thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this with me. Um, on Friday, we would have to read chapter 17 and chapter 18. We're gradually coming to the end of the book, but we'll read chapter 17 and 18 on Friday. All right, guys, thank you so much and do have a beautiful um, Tuesday. God bless you. Bye. Hi there. My name is Abmechi and I'm the anchor of Voice of Eden. Besides this, I'm a pro graphics designer, a singer, and I just love God, which is most important. I'm on a mission to expose people to the truth of who they are in Christ Jesus, to build a generation that loves God, fears God, and serves God, to raise and empower people that cherish the Word of God. Besides this, I am passionate about some other things, but I won't share it, alright? So join me as we journey into God's rest.